Hi, this is T. It's Joey. And Kwana. Welcome to Views from the Chicks, a music podcast where we discuss music as it pertains to everyday life. Good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome to Views from the Chicks. I am T, and I'm here with... And I'm Joey, and I'm here with... And I'm Kwana, and we are all here. Hi, ladies. Hey, Hi. what's going on? How are you guys doing? We're good. Okay, so for all of our listeners out there, we have a special treat for you today. We have Chef Aki, author, health activist, who is living her best electric life. Hi, Chef Aki. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you, ladies? We're doing good. good. How are you doing on this Sunday? Oh, man. I've been with family all day, so I just I flew in from Los Angeles um, just yesterday, so I just took the off. So it's been great. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. Thanks for having me. So we wanted to basically start by getting into a little bit about your background. So I see that you're a fellow Oklahoma girl. I actually grew up in Oklahoma too, in Lawton, Oklahoma. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I spent five years there in Lawton. Uh, I actually moved from Maryland to Lawton. So I know a little bit about Oklahoma, <laughs> OKC. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about where you grew up in? Oklahoma and how you transitioned to Atlanta? I grew up in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma for the most part. My grandparents lived in Spencer, Oklahoma, and my grandparents on my father's side were from Chandler, Oklahoma. My grandparents were from Tulsa, Oklahoma, so we spent a lot of time traveling between Tulsa, Spencer, Chandler, and also Muskogee, where a lot of my family was as well. So my background was, um, my upbringing was, was pretty relax do you know how oklahoma is just like yes. super chill real laid back um, i know honey yeah it's super <laughs> laid back and so i you know i'm 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 pretty much that way um but yeah it, it was really laid back but also um i i feel like i had a really really firm upbringing in in the importance of family and certainly in um good food and everybody cooked in my in my family and in my household. So that was just the norm. So we did a lot of family dinners, grew up in the church, yeah, grew up with a, a pretty big family. So That's awesome. You know, from growing up in Oklahoma, I see that you helped out in your grandparents' farm, which kind of introduced you into your the cooking field. Definitely was that was my first introduction into just my interest in food, I'd say in general. I spent a lot of time helping my grandfather in the garden. My grandmother wasn't so much in the garden. It was mostly my grandfather who was doing most of the work. And my grandmother just would take whatever our garden would yield and turn it into just amazing cuisine. Or she would store, she would freeze, she would dry, she would can, she oh, wow. would pickle, you know. That's beautiful. Two of us here, we're from the islands. I'm from St. Kitts. Ah, yeah, so okay. growing up, you know, I spent, I guess, maybe 11 years of my life in St. Kitts. And, you know, from growing up with my grandparents as well, we got a lot of fresh herbs and spices from the garden. And, you know, we went to the market on Saturday mornings early to go pick out like the different, you know, poultry or vegetables to come back to the house and to prepare for the week. So I can definitely, you know, 
empathize with you on that and how that kind of like childhood, you know, could be like forthcoming to what it would present for me later today, especially when I cook too. Like I just know about, I have to use all the herbs and spices from the garden and it's just, it's just, you know, prevalent in how the way we cook. So I think that's just a beautiful thing that you were able to use that transition into your career path. Thank you. Yes. Your book that is out now, Electric, A Guide to Non-Hybrid and Wild Foods. What was your, I guess, your inspiration, but what made you decide to actually write this book and put it together? Um, I'd say very early on, I knew that I was going to have to release a book uh, right from the beginning. Um, I was a writer. I was a photographer. I was writing uh, recipes and blogging quite a bit. And as the blog was just kind of taken off, I was pr- I was pretty clear that I was going to have to do a recipe book. People would always ask, are you going to come out with a book? Are you going to do a book? So um, also, the, I'd say the major inspiration for this book was that I was strictly working with alkaline and non-hybrid foods. And I, I was clear that I wanted to be the first person to actually create a comprehensive recipe book for that because it didn't exist. So that was my niche, right? That was my niche, you know, eight years ago and starting off. I I remember literally the week Instagram went live. It was like me and eight people on Instagram. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I should. I wish I would have screenshot it. I mean, because that's that's like ancient. Like, it's amazing, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. You need to be getting some, like, dividends on that. Like, what's going on? (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I and I knew it. I was like, oh, I'm about to beast this because I saw the whole thing grow. Yeah, you kind of like saw something. I mean, who would have thought back then that Instagram would have gotten as big as it is now? now. I I thought it. I knew it. I knew it was coming because, you know, you got to remember, I started in the MySpace days. I was on MySpace hardcore. So I knew that once MySpace popped off and that led to Facebook, I knew that Instagram was about to be a, a completely blow up. I knew it. So I was I I I was clear that in writing this book, I would use Instagram for my as a, as a major marketing tool. I would use YouTube. I would, you know, I was pretty clear about it. And the biggest thing for me was that, like I said, nobody had an electric foods book. Now you've got alkaline books out the wazoo, okay? It's, it's like hashtag alkaline everything. So, you know, I, I wanted to be the first to do it. I, I wanted to make sure that people were clear to have a separation between myself as a chef and other, I guess, French culinary chefs, I was clear that I cooked to cure. I didn't want to come into it like, oh, I'm going to prove that I'm the best chef or I've got the prettiest food or the tastiest food. That was never my thing. So I feel like the book would cement that. You know what I'm saying? So that was really the inspiration for the book. And I also want to go back to what you said about cooking to cure. I feel like that is the major key word. So when people walk into, you know, looking at a recipe and thinking about like they're going through different ailments and trying to find things to, you know, help them with different things that they may be going through. Like, so cooking to cure is like the major keyword. So I think you're very smart with going with that approach as well. Yeah. And I noticed that you said that you embarked on this journey with your vegan lifestyle at the age of 18. So tell us a little bit about that and how did you start on that path? Well, you know, I was definitely eating bad, ladies. I mean, I, and that's why I tell people all the time. I ate bad for, you know, 18 years of my life. So, um, and I be- definitely backtracked, like, those first four years of making the transition. I-, I won't say they were difficult because they weren't difficult for me because 
of the people I surrounded myself with. Everyone around me at the time was making the same transition. So we were actually having a blast discovering all of these new foods that we never knew existed. So it was fun for us. It was really exciting, actually. Now, today, I'm a lot more bored. I, I have to be honest. Really? Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, why are you bored? I'm a lot more bored. <laughs> I'll be honest. 20 years. 20 years of eating this way. Really, it pains me to find new creations. I actually, I went to Los Angeles this weekend to um, to do a, it was a Mona Scott show. And while I was there, I was asking everybody, like, yo, where are the Michelin star vegan restaurants? Because I need to, I need some inspiration. And I, I, I found one. You would think Los Angeles would have a lot. Yeah. Well, not vegan, though, right? So, that means yeah, that means so, you got to open up your own shop. You know, it would be a cool endeavor. And it's something I, I may look into in the future because to get a Michelin star strictly by, on alkaline food is definitely would be a, a major challenge. And I don't that I would want to even go for it because... Again, the Michelin Guide of the French Culinary World for me is not my standard of cuisine. My standard of cuisine is when I go to the yard, go to the island, yeah, go to that's Africa. True. You know, to me, the the best cuisine is is made by nature. So I'm not, I'm really not, I'm most impressed by what nature creates. I'm not that impressed by um, what people can make according to French culinary cuisine. But anyway, that's another topic. But yeah, you know, at 18, I knew that everyone around me was sick, fat, on medication, having surgery, and I just didn't want to go out like that. Even more than that, I think, was the fact that um, I was a very spiritual person, and I was just telling this to uh, Veg News. I was uh, recently interviewed for um, Veg News and for um, Plant Based Magazine, and I told them the path of the black male and female in veganism is sometimes very different from what our Caucasian brothers and sisters experience in moving into veganism, okay? And that that's why there seems to be, like, like, like I go to veg festivals all over the world, and there's, like, the Black Vegetable Festival, and there's, like, the White Vegan Festival. It's very segregated, which is strange for me, because if we're all eating this way, then we should all be dining together in this way, right? Exactly. But that's not what's happening, and oftentimes it's marketing, it's approach, mm. and there's always, like, some underlying politics. But one of the biggest parts of it is that for us, it's often very connected with spirituality, not so much like animal rights or, you know, animal activism or whatever, right? For me in the Bible, I was reading about, oh, you know, the swine is, you know, not fit for consumption. Or mm -hmm. I was reading about, you know, how the plants and the seeds are made for consumption versus flesh and, you know, things like that. And then even in looking into Buddhism, looking into uh, even some um, uh, of the Rastafarian culture and the Hebrew culture, I was really seeing how this seemed to be a, the thread that created a parallel between all these uh, spiritual cultures was the food consumption. So I experimented with myself at that early age and with a lot of the people around me. I moved to Dallas, Texas, actually, around 1819. And y'all know that's like the year that Baduism dropped. Hey, okay. girl. Hold on, wait. This we love that year. album. That, that album, album is like a Bible. No, seriously. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can't nobody, can't nobody tell me you that album wasn't that great. You can't touch that album. You can't touch exactly. it. Exactly. This was like the same time Queen Afua dropped Heal Thyself. This was all kind of like coming together in the stars for me. And then when 
when I found Baby, I was like, whoa. And she's like, this from is... Texas, Erica Badu. Yeah, we all came up in the same clique together. By the time her album dropped, like, mm-hmm. Erica lived up the street from me. Wow. And oh, wow. so two, two days after I moved to um, Dallas, I was sitting with her at a poetry lounge, and we were just chatting, and we've been cool ever since. Yeah, she really ushered in that wave of just thinking differently. Yeah. Not just music, but just your life, your body. Absolutely. You got to imagine in a community like Dallas, Texas, you know, people who were in that lifestyle was a pretty tight-knit group. So we, we were a pretty tight-knit group. So we would go to the same places, go to the same restaurants, go to the same yoga, spiritual temples or poetry lounges or whatever. Um, we all kind of ran in the same crew. And there were elders there who also were very much in that lifestyle and were a part of, like, the natural hair movement, the natural lifestyle movement, um, traditional spirituality movements. It was just all kind of all together. And so we learned. We learned from each other. We ate together. We had potlucks together, oh God, you know? so beautiful. So it was, it was a lot of support. I love oh that. my gosh, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that, <laughs> the potluck, like just to take all of that in. That's like, that sounds so beautiful and, to me. And to have the support of people around you who are, you know, doing the same things. I mean, especially being in a place like Texas, where it's about the barbecue yeah. and the soul it's food. It's heavy, Republican, you know, it's, it's right wing. And you know, you don't see a lot of faces like your own there. So when you find that core group, you got to just stick with it and y'all grow together. You learn together, you grow together, everything. That's dope. So speaking of Erica Badu, within the music scene, you know, I've noticed in the last couple of years, I see a lot of hip hop artists who are gearing towards the more, you know, living healthy, the ve- vegan healthy and lifestyle. vegan mm-hmm. lifestyle. So from a chef perspective, how have you seen artists in the hip hop industry transitioning into a healthier lifestyle has been great for influencing people to change their lifestyle? Absolutely. Uh, That's really important that you pointed that out. Um, We've lost about eight, I believe, to different diseases, whether it was, you know, sick of cell. And many of them that 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 we haven't lost, they are suffering now, like really suffering right now from uh, many different ailments. And that's super important. And I know that it's made a a big impact on how people are starting to wake up about what they put into their body because, of course, for many years, hip-hop has kind of been similar to, like, rock and roll, right? The lifestyle is just, you know, to party and bullshit and drink and smoke and, yeah. you know. Yes. So this is this is important that we're finally waking up um, and we're, we're adding on the element of health and wellness to hip-hop because hip-hop has always been about community, activism, mm-hmm. you know, so you can't, you can't talk about the wellness or the the up, the upward movement of a people without dealing with this particular element and right. it's just something that we've ignored up until now so I'm really really grateful and I'd like to think that I've helped to push that that along of course I was just noticing like you know other people have been opening different juice bars like I know Styles P teamed up with Angelie in Brooklyn and I was watching an interview on him and he was just talking about you know the importance of taking care of yourself especially when you're a creative and you have a craft that you want to perfect like how can you be 100% in your craft if your body isn't willing so he was just talking about like you know really digging deep and thinking about the foods that they're feeding us and it's like don't just take what's given to you do your own research on what your body needs and what you need for your spirit for your craft 
and all that. And I, it just it was really refreshing to see someone who is such a big hip hop head, especially as a black man, speak on that subject. Like I had to show it to my brother. Like, uh huh, you see that? You see that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Get your greens in, right? Get your greens. I in. made him a smoothie. I was like, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a beautiful thing to witness, you guys. I mean, you can imagine 20 years ago, I mean, this this just it wasn't happening. Like we weren't even close. And I'm I'm shocked. I'm excited. I'm, I feel just blessed to be able to sit and watch this thing unfold. It, it's amazing. Yeah, it I mean, amazing. and you've been like a trailblazer. I saw you in the gray video for Vegan oh Thanksgiving. God. I saw you doing ah. your thing. <laughs> Yo, when that when that video that went, went viral, viral yeah. I was like, this bops. Yes. <laughs> So much fun. They got the I got the call. They're like, yo, you gotta come be in this vegan Thanksgiving video. Like they want you to bring some mac and cheese. I was like, oh hell yeah. I'm all over. <laughs> yes. It. He was doing I saw he was bobbing and so doing your thing good. and stirring up that mac and cheese. I was like, she better go. Get it, chef. Yeah, we love that you can, you know, connect with the community and have fun with it and, you know, be, you know, be fun. Because a lot of people, they take it so seriously sometimes and they're so like, um, sort of like a drill sergeant about it. But I think when you're, when you're really just conscious about your body and you, and you're lighter and you're fun and you just, you know, you have fun with life and you, you enjoy your food. I think it makes life so much better. Mm -hmm. So much. Yeah. I love that they're able to especially with music, they're able to tie in different messages. Like, you know, we talk about a lot of topics. In our previous episode, we spoke about an artist by the name of Lecrae, whose focus is spirituality and Christianity. And, you know, he teamed up with Zaytoven for these dope beats. And then you got this song with Gray. I'm just like, it's informative, it's educational, and you get to dance at the same time. Why not? And then you have Jay-Z and Beyonce who did their, you know, the ve- they're, you know turning to vegan. You have Jermaine Dupri and all these other artists who our influence who have huge influence within the culture to promote something like eating healthy and not to mention hip hop is you know as of 2017 is the number one genre in the United States mm-hmm. so it's like a crazy platform to promote that so we know your uh, your time is limited but for the end of the segment we like to play a game with our guests We have some random just musical questions just so we can get to know your personality a little bit better. So we're going to ask you a few questions and see what uh, what answers you give us. And they're all about music. So I wanted to set the mood for you and I wanted you to give us your take back on this. So imagine that it's a rainy night. You're home alone. You know, the kids at the babysitter. Husband is out. If you're making a meal and listening to music while making it, what are you making and what are you listening to? It's just you time. Chef Aki time. So I am probably making a butternut squash casserole, and I am having a glass of Riesling, and I am definitely listening to Gold Link, K. Trinata, Meditation. We got to go to his um, Grammy party a couple months back for the Grammys, and it was so lit. He's so good. He's so amazing. His new song with Miguel, Got Friends. Got Friends, so good. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. I love that song, Meditation, with him and Jasmine Sullivan. It's my favorite. Uh, Chef Aki, you're going to have to create us a playlist. I know. I got a playlist. Y'all don't know about the Chef Aki playlist? It's called The Electric Kitchen on Spotify. Okay, we're writing it down because I love to cook and play music because I feel like playing music while you cook kind of, like, makes the food taste better. It does. (laughs) You'd be like, you'd be like, extra couple dashes here. Yes. Great answer. Second question is... Name a song that you used to love, but you can no longer listen to. Ooh. Ooh. 
Ooh. That's ooh. Okay. Ooh. And why? And why? If there's a reason. And why? Oh, you gotta take me there. Okay. <laughs> we go. We go and there today why? on this lovely Sunday, honey. How about boys to men? Water runs dry. Oh. Okay. Why? It's why? So good, right? It's so beautiful. You can't even take it, right? No, I can't. <laughs> Tell yeah. me. Walk me through this. Yeah, it's like a. It's totally connected to a heartbreak. Like totally connected yeah. to to a love that is just like this just can't work i love you you love me but yeah this ain't gonna work so mm. <laughs> it's like that comes on you're it. like no turn that please turn, turn, turn it, it. Turn it. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it yeah yeah it's it's so funny how like music brings out so much right. emotion in yeah. you and like it brings you, brings back, you to back, back to a time. time yeah it's so funny how music works that way mm-hmm Okay. I'm ready. Which rapper has the best ad libs of all time and you have to make the sound effect? <laughs> it's a requirement. Ooh, which rapper has the best ad libs of all time? I have to make the sound. Come on, y'all. Y'all know it's Migos. <laughs> it's Migos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Classic. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so we got to say that we've been, like, Instagram stalking, and your voice yes. is amazing. amazing. So when is the R&B album coming? album coming out? I mean, you already do everything. Hold on, how did y'all hear me sing, first of all? How did this even I mean, happen? We did, we did our research. Listen, our research. listen, Chef, we don't do this for no y'all reason have now. been on top of it. Okay, yes, I sing. Some people know me for singing. I sing background for Lauren Hill. Oh, oh we didn't know that. Yes. You hide it now. Really you hide it now. <laughs> you got electric but vocals, look. electric cooking skills. Yes, everything. You know, I don't know if I'm going to ever get back into that industry because the health and wellness is definitely more of like a, a passion, purpose-driven type of Got thing you. for me. But I'm, I might consider doing something. And if I do, it'll probably a lot more like a house vibe, like a more Ooh. global sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm 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 considering it, ladies. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, your voice is beautiful. Melodic is beautiful. Yes, can sing. She, yes. this woman is multi-talented. Okay. Yep, I saw the the Aretha Franklin tribute. Rest in peace to her. Beautiful. Thank you, ladies, so much. Y'all are fun. Yes. <laughs> so before we wrap up, we want to, you know, if there is any upcoming projects that you would like to promote, you want to let listeners to know about, please do share with us. I would just say stay tuned for the baby book that's coming out in September. Um, I am doing an electric book for mommies and toddlers. We got a mommy in the house, too, over yes, here. I, I, yes, my daughter's going to be three next month. Oh, dope, dope. Yeah, so my baby's two and a half. So, yeah, I've got to put out a book for the mamas. And then, um, other than that, we'll continue to do Supernatural Woman all over the country. Perfect, yeah. Full day for wellness. Yeah, whenever you're in New York, we we would love to come and check you out. We'll be looking for it. Oh, and then I have one more question. Okay. So, the ladies and I, next year, we're going to be all turning 30. So, I'm working on a 30 before 30 uh, list and one of my things on my list is to be vegan for a month before 30 so what is something what is some advice you would give someone who's transitioning from being you know a meat eater to eating like everything into transitioning into vegan Ooh, okay lady so this is really good and important because 
turning 30, you know, you kind of want to switch it up. You know, you're, you're getting older. So you want to make sure that you're give, you're giving yourself all of that longevity and you can stay young and beautiful as long as possible. You kind of want to make that transition. Now, I would say choose one meat that you just feel like you can't live without and then give up all the rest. Mm. Okay. That's a good one. one. And that way you're not like, oh, I'm going vegan. And then everybody's going to chastise you, right? You know what I'm saying? And then when you make a when you make a mistake, they're like, "Oh, I knew you couldn't do it." And you know, let me tell you, I have not been eating meat for like a little over a year. Like I do fish here and there, but in the beginning, I feel like it's like it's like me versus the world. Everybody's like, "You don't eat meat? Oh my god, why you don't eat meat? Oh my god, I'm like, why does this have to be a conversation? This is my choice. This is what I want to do." But I'm trying to cut out the fish, so that's my next that's my next step. And that's great. I mean, just letting go of everything but fish is, is a really good start. I think that for one for women, dairy and um, mm. like cheese and and breads and carbs are like the hardest. Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, you can do your best to stay away from all the carbohydrates, ladies. That would be really like goals for 30 like that would keep you from obesity it would keep you from chronic bv it would keep you from yeah. you know, <laughs> crazy skin outbreaks i mean it's really really good it keeps you hydrated because you got to imagine i tell people if you put a, a piece of bread in a cup of water what's going to happen well it's going to absorb all, all of your water mm. but i tell people you're not aging you're you're dehydrated Mm, so you got to make okay. sure that you're hydrating yourself regularly. And I don't mean just drinking water, but lots of fruits and vegetables and staying away from the things that absorb and take away your water. So that also, I think, is a really big thing is just to be more mindful with your carb choices. If you're going to do carb, do some yams, do some butternut squash, do, you know, some spill or rye bread. You know, try to stay away from just conventional carbs. So what you're telling me is I have to go home and throw away my entire fridge, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't my know bad. how the family will feel, but <laughs> my bad. no, but that, but that's great. That's you great. Have a little mini fridge just for you, just yes. a fridge just for you that no one can touch. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. This was really fun. Thank you. You've been great. Oh, my pleasure. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Before you go, can you please let everyone know where they can find you, the book you have out? Just give everyone your social media handles. No problem. You can find me, guys, at GoChefAki.com. You can also sign up for the FreshTruck.com membership group where we help you to stay motivated on the electric foods lifestyle. Um, and you can get all the webinar courses and all the education there at thefreshtribe.com. Go chefaki.com. And, of course, I'm Chef Aki, A-H-K-I, everything, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Yay. Perfect. Yay, thank, thank you, thank you so, so much. much. Thank you, ladies. Have a great one. Yeah. You, you too. Have a good one.